wait, we should say putting the T in TLC. TLC. That's so, okay, well, genius alert. <laughs> my goodness i can you believe sophie we're back sophie grace clark we're back we, and better than ever that we are back and better than ever you guys sort of i'm gonna assume you're sort of invested in our lives now just in case you guys didn't know we actually moved in together Woo. <laughs> all thanks to the milf manor podcast no, genuinely <laughs> genuinely i would not know you truly before. like we had seen each other at mics or something but i posted in a group chat that i wanted to start podcast about milf manor and sophie replied and I was like, okay, I think she's funny. And then we met up and talked about it. And then, boom, best friends. Besties. Now I basically have a cat. <laughs> Huge. Yeah, you guys, uh, I should post our cat on our story. On yeah. our Instagram story or something. Oh, I love her. Um, so we've decided to do another TLC show. Yeah. Um, and we are going to stick with the starting with an M kind of <laughs> kind <laughs> yeah. of. Uh, theme. I literally did not put that together. <laughs> I only did because I was making a new graphic and I was like, oh. <laughs> Wait, I have a real question. Is this funny or just, it's just true that I'm genuinely so dyslexic that I didn't realize that, that the Yankee symbol is like an N and a Y until like two months ago. Really? Like, I thought it was like a cute symbol and someone was like, I'm like, where did they come up with that? And someone was like, it's an N and a Y for New York Yankees. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, She's a New Yorker, ladies and gentlemen. That's so real. <laughs> I can't read. That's hilarious. Well, you know the White Sox, the Chicago White Sox? Mm -hmm. Great games, by the way. I highly recommend. Because um, their hat looks like it says sex on it. And I don't know how anyone can see anything besides sex with that hat. I, You're not I can't, I can't I, say Let me it. pull up a picture. But I believe you. Um, Nothing about Chicago makes me think so. Oh, wait, except for the musical. Never mind. Oh, Actually, yeah, the sex musical I've ever seen in my life. Hot. Wait, now we're talking about musicals. I'm so sorry. We're oh, two minutes in. She and doesn't even like musicals that much. Yeah, I do. What are you talking about? Oh, of course. Yeah. It looks like sex. Huh. I don't know why they did that to themselves. That's Anyways. So, goofy. so we're here to talk about oh, yeah. Match Me Abroad. Hell yeah. And this is TLC. <laughs> I'm Obo Gilmore. I'm Sophie Grace Clark. And uh, we are back with a new TLC show, Match Me Abroad where the premise is that these Americans are working with matchmakers who live in other countries. Um, there's a bunch of them. We haven't even been introduced to all of them in the first or second episodes. Mm -mm. Um, we're still getting some teasers about some ones to come. But let's get into it. Uh, you wanted to start with a question? Oh, yeah. Um, so our starting question now is going to be about what did you do this week to make you marriage material? Okay, what makes me marriage material is, um, this is a tough question. I know, is it your sunburn? Because I'm sort of perfect in every yeah. way, so I don't see why anyone would not marry me. But, but what's an example of uh, oh, perfection? Oh, here's a good example. I went to the dentist, so I'm responsible. <gasps> Whoa. I'm actually responsible, and guess what the dentist said? He could tell I take good care of my teeth. That's huge. By the way, he was hot, the dentist. Oh my God. But he had he had the audacity to be my age slash slightly younger, yeah. Because I was talking about something. Where do with you my go? Gums. Is it just like around the corner? Is it like yeah, in it's a basement? Yeah, really close to here. Yeah, oh. ten minute walk. Oh. Oh. 
Uh, so I'm not telling you guys where. Yeah. <laughs> you, you guys all walk 10 minutes at every equidistant <laughs> point. Yeah. Dentist? Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he was like, I was talking about something with my gums, and he was like, oh, yeah, at, by, by the way, we're the same age. At our age, it's not a worry. And I was like, Wait, what? <laughs> isn't dentistry school, like, 500 years long, though? I think is it, it is really long. a child prodigy in dentistry? He might be. He's the Mozart of dentistry. Literally. But, um, yeah, I was like, when's your birthday? He was like, October. I was like, okay, so you're actually younger than me. Cool. Oh, I don't think I want my teeth looked at by someone younger than me. <sighs> you know, and he's also engaged. No, 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 no. I know. No. He was like, oh, my fiance is a teacher. I was like, don't care. Is she hot? I don't, are you guys looking for a third? I don't yeah. <laughs> Okay, so what made you marriage material this week? Um, I think I went to Pilates today. She really did. I really did. I think that makes me more trophy wife material. But I think for TLC standards, that's great. That's actually better. Was it local? Somewhere local? It was in Williamsburg. It was really hard. I fucking... Listen, I used to like Pilates, the reformer one specifically. Was Mm -hmm. it reformer? Mm Mm-hmm. See, I don't understand, like, Matt Pilates or whatever. No, that seems Give me a reformer, that's fine. Yeah. Because you're like, we... That's sort of like, yeah. Hey, should we, like... Explain the conceit of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Hell yeah. Okay, so basically, I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, as I was said earlier, like, it's Americans who want to be set up with someone abroad, ideally to marry them. And it's kind of, I think it's being marketed as a precursor to 90 Day Fiance. It's like how it to... It seems like that. But 90 Day Fiance, they always find their own people. Well, yeah. So this is through a matchmaker, which makes it 10 times better because now we also have a character... Of foreign matchmaker. We have a bunch of matchmaker characters. Which is spectacular. Yeah. I also, and this will be maybe a hot take, um, I think it's, the conceit is better than 90 Day. Because in 98, I just always end up feeling kind of bad for the Americans. Like, oh, you're being taken for a ride. Whereas in this, like, everybody's complicit in everything that they're doing. That's true. I, I, we'll see how it plays out. Yeah. So far, I'm not sure about these Americans. Well, it's a mix of people. Um... And I don't want to feel sad for them either. Like, our very first person we see, Harold. I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> a lot of questions. Should we get into talking about Harold first? Yeah, let's do it. His, his little suspenders. Mm-hmm. He I, seems like a really sweet man. Here's the thing. is like, okay, not to start this out too deep. I'm sorry. I did go to a liberal arts school, so I literally can't help it sometimes. <laughs> but the thing is with Harold is that he is very autistic. Like, yes. he's very far on the spectrum. And I'm just like... To have somebody who's that autistic on a reality show brings up the question, like, is it representation or is it exploitation? It seems mean, right? It It, seems like they're... Yeah, because I just feel like I've been bouncing this back and forth because I'm like, on the one hand, like, it is good to represent the people on the spectrum who seem like they act different to us, genuinely want exactly the same things. They want love, they want connection. And it's harder, obviously, and it's nice to be able to see somebody... Mm -hmm working through that in the same way that everyone else is working through it. At the same time, I feel like TLC shows exist to make fun of people at some yes. level. And you can tell from the cuts that he's getting that yeah. they're, like, really playing into, like, him being autistic. They're, like, constantly bringing up the rock collection. Yeah. And it's just, like, you guys are going to... You guys better be fucking nice to this guy. I have, I have a gun to the TLC's head. Yeah, because it's, like, at the one hand, like, you, I don't think you should have, like, necessarily a double standard for, like... Yeah. Just because you're on the spectrum doesn't mean that you can't... You're infallible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's just like... T- like, reality shows are to kind of make fun of people's personalities. Being on the spectrum is not a personality. Yeah. At all. Like, it's, that's a yeah, whole different yeah, yeah. thing. I... So. It's interesting, because obviously we've all seen um, Love on the Spectrum. Mm-hmm. And that's a perfect show. 
Uh, you hate it. You hate it. You hate it. Which <laughs> one? The American one or the Australian one? American, I guess. I, I didn't like watch Australian all of that. One. I always just also felt like it was exploitative. I felt like it was really pity. in a way. It's a little pandering. Yeah, but it's not mean spirited like TLC. Yes, yeah. TLC is mean spirited. Uh, Love on the Spectrum is like pandering, yes, and a little bit like it was patronizing. Yeah, a little bit like patronizing, but like it's still not. It's not there to make fun of the people. Well, yeah, exactly. So those are my thoughts. But anyway, with all these caveats aside, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Yeah, um, we only get like a taste of Harold because that's the other mm-hmm. thing too is they know that he's like the biggest character on yeah. this show, so they're gonna throw him in whenever possible. With his like outfits and his suspenders and stuff, mm. they're gonna keep they're gonna keep putting him in. I'm like, you guys are stressing me out. But then we meet Susan, who is the 52 year old living in New York City. Yeah, we real quick with Harold. The last thing I think it was so funny when he was like, "I want to date Eastern European women because they're blunt," and I'm like, honestly, hell yeah. I have like, I have notes on this later because they actually like they teased Harold and then just oh yeah, you're right. We'll get back to, to Susan, it. but yeah, yeah, we'll get back to it. Susan, Susan, she's 52. She lives in New York City. Um, she kind of cracks me up because, in mm-hmm. a way, I get sort of, like, cool aunt that doesn't care about anything vibes from her. But she also is, like, a hopeless white woman obsessed with her dog. Oh, the dog. And also, like, I want to say painfully unself-aware. Like, I'm, I'm dying at this line she said. She said, I'm just happy, and I think that shows. And I was like, is she? Is she happy, and is it showing? Is she... Is the epitome of New York, slightly older women. Just Gen X in New York. Pushing. They're like, everything is perfect and I'm fine. It's like, no, you're not. And she's a finance girl. She works at yes. a hedge fund, so you know she's rich. Like, her secrets to staying young are um, a lot of wine, happiness, and Botox. Yes. the bo- Well, yeah. Finally, some Botox. Her Botox looks good. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, she looks good. She's a finance girly. Uh, her dog Calliope is that how you pronounce it? Calliope. Calliope. Mm-hmm. She. I. The second I saw the dog, I'm like, she's gonna make out with that dog. She put her dog's mouth on a public water fountain. Yes. And that is she a sin worse than murder. Yeah. And <laughs> then she also like does that baby voice with him all the time. Hate like it. her friend was coming and she's like, "Oh look, it's Auntie Megan." I was like, "What the fuck?" It's not even a kid. And also, mm-hmm. Auntie Megan, for your dog? Yeah. Listen, I have a cat. I'm a pet owner, but you're not going to catch me doing any of that. No. Um, so she's talking with her friend. They're talking about how it sucks dating in New York. And uh, they have the line that's like, dating in NYC, that shit, that shit makes me tired. I'm like, hell yeah. I mean, she's not wrong. She's right about that. Um but they're talking, they're like, some of these guys don't even want to feed you. That so was true. Funny. So true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. I, when a guy suggests drinks, I'm like, interesting. You don't want to feed me? Well, so I was like, I'm, I'm happy to go for a drink if it's early-ish. Because then it's like, well, that could lead into food. But then yeah. these guys who were like, let's get a drink at dinner. Like, at 7.30 eight. or something. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay, that's sort of the time I eat. What the fuck are you talking about? No. Um, and we also have to keep in mind that she was married from age 23 to 26. Mm. To a guy in med school. Um. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> and uh, she does, didn't really get into why it didn't work out. I guess she just like. I think it was like hours time apart. Like it didn't seem like it was anything that dramatic. It was yeah. Just, like, it and she wanted to focus on her career as well, which yeah. that's such a typical like 
Now she's 52 and she's mad that she focused on her career her whole life, but at least she's rich now. She's um, her apartment. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and she's going to Columbia. Here's the other thing about this show is that in a way it's sort of just like, here are Americans that want to fetishize other cultures. That's 100% what the show is. That is, <laughs> And it's like, which country are you going to choose? Well, it's also like, she's, I'm sorry. And like, again, I think it's going to be, interesting in this podcast like recapping it because obviously not to make any broad generalizations about any culture but she said literally she was like the latin american men i met when i was there were the kindest and sensitive most sensitive people in the world colombia is the number one country for domestic violence like it is the worst country in the world for femicide and for domestic violence you might have met guys i don't do not doubt that there are colombian men who are kind and sensitive and wonderful yeah there are also women who get murdered every single day by their husbands in colombia i'm like like, okay she was like a young, pretty white American woman with money yes. when she visited there or lived there or whatever. I'm like, of course, that was your experience. Yeah. That every man was so nice and a gentleman. I also yeah. men can be nice and gentlemen and then like and also bad. Yeah, yeah, and also uh, literally mean, bad men. Yeah. So it's just I don't like do like a modicum of research before you go around saying that everyone there is kind and sensitive. Yeah. Or any country. Whatever. Yeah. And we have Juan, who is the Colombian matchmaker. Obsessed with him. I do like him a lot. Yeah. Um, and um, he, we, we just get a little taste of him. He says that he likes to focus on uh, the person he's matching with to work on themselves. And I'm like, yeah, that's so true. Too many people in dating are like focusing on what they want in a partner. And it's like, you kind of got to figure out yourself first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, now we're getting the full thing on Harold. Wait, real quick before we get to Harold. Did yeah. you see what... Um, Juan was writing in his little notepad of like what Susan wants and it's so funny <laughs> did you see it I didn't, I didn't it, it was um, Susan wants someone smart savvy well traveled knows a lot about a bunch of topics <laughs> and then he goes on to be like Susan also wants hair on his head not on his back travels and financially stable and these are her exact words yes I that cracks me up because okay you want a hairy man who's gonna be hairy past the age of 40 but you don't want hair on his back? Good luck. Good, Good luck, honey. Good luck, baby. Hair grows everywhere. Yeah. Um, so we have Harold finally. Uh, <sighs> I they, Immediately I was like, the, this bowling shot is so mean. They show him bowling and completely missing. Gutter, gutter ball, the first shot about, of Harold. I was like, you guys are killing me. Yeah. Um, it was. I, I do like his one line. I have friends, a cool apartment. The only thing missing is true love and i'm like me too <laughs> i'm like yeah i have friends i have a cool apartment do not have a true love and then he was like i'm an eternal student i love yes. to learn and i was like that's what i say every single time i kiss a comedian <laughs> <laughs> he has so many desks too i love that he has a different desk for all of the different yeah. like categories of things that he does um and he's an artist slash a radiation tech mm-hmm but he does primarily identify as an artist, and we will be respecting that on the podcast. His art is really good. Yeah, I actually like, like legit it. Legit so good. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, I just wrote, like, they keep talking about this rock collection because we all know that that's, like, a stereotype that autistic people love their rock collection or whatever, and so that's why they keep forwarding in on it and, like, yeah. really hammering it in. I'm like, we get it. Yeah. He has a rock collection. Cool. I don't love it, but I was thinking, like, we do a lot of comedy around, um, like, the J train, which is famously leaking lead paint all the time. And I was like, we kind of need a radiation protection tech oh. here as well. Not me, like, almost never taking the J train. 
So um, yeah, and that this is where he says he wants an Eastern European woman because they're blunt and honest, and he loves tall, sexy blondes. Don't we all, Harold? I, None <laughs> of the people. Right? I'm like, oh, he just wants, like, a dom. He wants, like, a dominatrix woman who is Eastern European. Fuck yeah. Um, and then we meet Katerina, who is the oh, Czech matchmaker. I love her. Katerina it does have sort of girl boss vibes. Um, she... The, the way she tries to sort of dance around how to deal with Harold, um, his matchmaking case, like, she describes him as still a little boy, but then she's also like, I've had autistic clients before, it's just specifically Harold. I'm like, oof. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is representation, because she's like, yes. all autistic people are different, this guy is himself. And this is a different, yeah, <laughs> this is a different one than everyone. Um, she goes, I work hard, I sweat blood. Yes. And she literally says that he's still a little boy looking for his mommy. I'm like, okay, it's very clear to me that Harold has mommy issues. Did you catch on to that? I mean, yeah, I liked his mom. I didn't see what the issue <clears throat> Like, I'm sure he's, like, just attached. I don't know. That's the thing. I, I have a feeling that she was probably overbearing his entire life. Mm. And so now he's like, first of all, what he's seeking in a romantic partner is going to be that same thing. An overbearing female figure. Um... And, you know, I, we saw the mom in the show. It's nothing nothing obvious there. Like, she's just a mom. Um, but to me, just, like, kind of everything happening beneath makes it clear that he's got some mommy issues. Yeah, probably. And he says specifically he wants his mom to be proud of him. Um. So I'm like, this has got to be, like, a constant thing in his life where, like, he feels like he's inadequate or something for the mom. Mm. And he's hoping that this romantic partner will subconsciously fill that role. Yeah. Um, so I did love his line where his mom was making fun of him for having skulls on the shirt and he goes, well, I liked goth girls back in the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, man of the people. Yes. I was like, okay, he knows what's cool. Yeah. Um, then we meet Stanika, who I probably have the most opinions on. Oh, Stanika is 32. Oh. <laughs> um, I was trying to figure out her name. Her dad is named Stanley. Was her mom named something with Ika? Oh, I, I was know. like, I, was it just a combination of her parents' names? Oh, it might be. Um, what my friend's name is? Cool. Stanika? No, 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 but it's a combo of her parents' oh, names. Oh, I was like, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, so her whole thing, her story, is that she had weight loss surgery, and now she's looking for uh, a partner. I... My... <sighs> and I have so, a lot of thoughts on this, obviously, as yeah. a plus-size person. The biggest thing is that, like... Constantly, time and time again, we are proved that you can lose all the weight and still not be secure enough to be actively dating and stuff like that. And so, like, she keeps saying, like, her weight held her back. She was constantly friend-zoned, which, you know, I don't want to take away from what her experiences were, that it's possible that she was friend-zoned and stuff or that she couldn't get a date, but... To be honest, like, I weigh, like, slightly less than her highest weight that she said, and I have no problem dating. So, at a point, it is just, like, kind of confidence, but I can also tell that her family has been hard on her. Yeah, there was definitely that vibe with that. I can tell the aunt is, like, it's her weight holding her back. I was, like, I know you said that to her when she was 10. You know, like, I could tell that they're not going to be, that they weren't very supportive growing up, um, and they were probably super supportive of the weight loss surgery. Um, but yeah, I just, I hope that she learns to love herself. It seems like she 
she is on that way. It's just like it is a shame that she was like, well, after I did this, now yeah. after I did this, like that's a constant. Like everybody hears, like that is diet culture, just being like, oh, yes. well, once you lose ten more pounds, mm -hmm. or once then you can fit into this, yeah. yeah. And that's not it. And it's, I'm not saying her reason to lose weight was to find a man, but that's like never supposed to be the reason for weight loss surgery. No, no. It all. should be like a hundred percent like because your health is actually really bad and. Well, people are going to come at me if I'm advocating for any weight loss surgery. Yeah, yeah. I have never had it and probably never will. But there are, I understand why people do it sometimes, just not for a man and not for dating. Yeah, like for your own self-confidence, it just seems like a mental health hellhole. Especially because a lot of weight loss surgery actually fails and people gain the weight back within a few years. And yeah. if your motivation was not for yourself, then you're more likely to gain the weight back. Anyways... <laughs> fun nice. little conversation um aside from that the clear boots that she was wearing were a hate crime <laughs> <laughs> she has an interesting sense of style they were all i was also obsessed with her being in the boutique like romper on but bra out and calling the matchmaker mm. who um is like a full hijab like muslim woman and being like hey can i wear this <laughs> on the date i'm like, I'm just like okay <laughs> um and it's also just interesting to me that she says she's looking for, she was started looking up Moroccan men because her friends started dating a Moroccan guy. It's like she literally knows one Moroccan guy right? who's very nice to her friend and is like, oh, Moroccan men are nice. And I, uh, it's not a fetish, but it is mis. Yeah. misunderstood here's the thing about the show is it's very clear to me that they gave them only a few options of countries they could go to there yeah. was Colombia there was Morocco and there's Czech Republic so obviously she had to choose one of those so it's I'm unsure like if that was her choice Morocco and this is her real explanation for it or if she just like I guess I don't know if she if she was the original one that chose Morocco, then everyone else had to choose Morocco too. But I don't know. I don't. I I hope it works for her. <clears throat> but I just the fact that like it, she's never been on a first date before, like ever yes. been on a first date. She's never left the country, mm -hmm. which is revealed later. And now she knows one man from Morocco and has all these expectations for Moroccan men based on this one guy that her friend is married to. I guess at this point, yeah. I don't know. It just, I'm a little concerned. Yeah, and the way that she said that they're respectful to women. I, I um, hope she has the experience of them being respectful to her. It's, look, I've never been to Morocco, so I can't yeah. speak specifically for Morocco. I can't speak for my friends' experiences in Morocco. Yeah. But I spent a long time living in the Middle East, and the catcalling is fucking horrendous it is horrendous it's not yeah it's not something i would say respectful to women respectful to women is kind of i mean it depends where and what but yeah yeah on the street just walking around wait where did you live i lived in israel oh yeah okay, checks out. yeah um okay and then we meet nina Do wait, doing like human rights stuff don't come for me oh <laughs> oh <laughs> Before we get into no worries, no worries, no worries. No worries, no worries. Uh, <laughs> I cut that out. I make you sound like you're, yeah. <laughs> okay, so we meet Nina, who is uh, the Moroccan matchmaker. Well, she's she's, she's not based in Morocco, right? She's Palestinian. Her parents are Palestinian, but she's American. Mm -hmm. 
I guess she's going to Morocco with them. I don't know. I I, really she tell. was high. She clearly was cast because she's like pretty. I don't oh my god, she's so pretty. <laughs> yeah, Holy shit. And like I get why she was cast, but I don't know if this is really her thing. Um, <clears throat> and then she like the first thing she, that she says is these men are very alpha, and I'm like, oh, and that's supposed to sound like a good thing. Yeah, that's supposed to be we're attracted to that, and that's kind of the sad thing too. Is it like especially for someone like Stanika who has no experience with men, so, someone like that sounds like oh perfect an alpha man and he'll be like really aggressive about wanting me I'm just like I'm mad about it Um, I also want some statistics um, openness transparency mm -hmm. here because Nina says she has a 100% success rate how many? (laughs) one and it's like her friends I need to know (laughs) Um, it was also funny when she was asking about what she can wear on a date and she was like yeah, you can kind of wear whatever as long as you're not going to a mosque. I'm like, why would she go to a mosque on a date? You never know. <laughs> well, so then she was like, you, if you're in a mosque, you have to wear a hijab. And Sneeka was like, where would I get one of those? I'm like, it's a scarf. It's, all. it's literally, yeah, it's literally a scarf. Do you um, not know what a hijab like, that you're in for? No, she's never left America. She doesn't oh, know what a hijab is. God. Um, and she's in the South, right? Yeah, she's yeah. in. I was going to say she's got a Southern accent. Mississippi? Okay, then we have Harold with the lawyer. Mm. This is going to be really tough to talk about because obviously the scene is objectively hilarious. Uh, yeah. Obviously the scene is objectively hilarious. Um, and the way the lawyer is like, oh, you, you haven't met her? Okay. And he just kind of has the hiccup and then moves on from it. So Harold, I guess, has a lot of IP, all of his invention books. I think that's really awesome that he invents things. Um, They're so cool. They, yeah, they do look like good inventions. Yeah. But... Basically, what happens is Harold goes to the lawyer, which also is a detail. The lawyer's office name was blurred out. And I'm like, when you don't want to be affiliated with TLC so badly that you will willingly give up business. Right. <laughs> kind of amazing. Um, yeah, so they're not in this for clout. Yes. He shows up and he's like, I want to make sure I can get a prenup because I have all these inventions mm. and they might be worth a lot of money someday. Yeah. And I don't want my wife to like be with me for my money and I want to make sure that I have a prenup just in case. Yeah. And then the lawyer is like, well, who's your wife? And he's like, well, technically I haven't met her yet. Which. And he goes, oh, well, okay. Yeah. It's funny. It but... is funny. It's, it is really funny. And you have to think like if, uh, if, a. Uh, Neurotypical. Neurotypical person was doing the same thing. It would also be funny, at least, but I don't know. It's tough. Can we laugh about it or can we not? That's the thing. I don't know. I just, because it's like, it's not like a faux pas as in like, oh, he's so full of himself or something like that, Yeah. which is what would make it funny. This is just like, he's very earnest in everything he does and doesn't yes. see the irony in anything. Um. It's just like. There, I will say that he did have a really funny line when he said that uh, that if his, if he's only been with his wife for a few years, when he gets married, when he gets rich, that she doesn't deserve any of his millions. But then if she's been with him for many years, then she's earned a good portion of his millions. Yeah. And I was like, okay, all right. Also, okay, my way of looking at it was like, is he even, I don't know if he's on the show for the right reasons, because he's showing off his art, he's showing off his conventions. Oh I'm my like, God. You're on TV. He's a cloud chaser. Yeah. Wait, what is his Instagram? I don't know. Harold something. I look him up. I wonder if he's on Instagram. I'm not sure. 
Um, so yeah, we have that scene with the lawyer and then the lawyer's like, well, I hope this works well for him. Uh, me too. Uh, lawyer guy. Yeah. I just found it hysterical that like, they didn't even want their offices like named in the show. Yes. <laughs> like, that that's really funny. TLC is so lowbrow that you're like, actually don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, Okay, we get to Susan, and then okay, my favorite thing about Susan is that they play like the most generic New York, New York music yes. every time she's on screen. Da, 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 but it's like just more generic than that. Yeah, like they couldn't get the real like oh, yeah, Sinatra. Yeah. Okay. It was like New York, baby, jazz music, New York, New York. <laughs> Literally. I've never and listened to jazz Susan, here. Yeah, Susan's packing. Um, she gets to Columbia. <clears throat> and um, she's she keeps bringing back the memory of like what she was what the Colombian men were like when she was young, and I'm like it's not gonna be the same. Don't expect no, it to be the same. It's just it hurts because it's like ageism sucks. Getting older sucks. It's yes. terrible. It's bad. But like you do have to have some level of understanding that it's not gonna be the same guys. Yeah. Like all those guys are married. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, why did I say Stanika is me? Um, oh, <laughs> because once they're at their, her birthday dinner and she goes, I want to settle down just a little. And she like sings <laughs> and I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and she's constantly wearing cheetah print. I was like, mm, I feel called out. Yeah. I feel like we would get along really well, actually, Stanika. Um, but yeah, so she's having her birthday dinner with her family there. Um, and she's telling them that she's ready to settle down and they're all like a little bit shocked because she hasn't really dated anyone. Um, I, I said the aunt sucks. Why did I say that? Oh, probably the weight loss comment. Yeah. I think it was the weight loss comment. And then also like, she just seems not supportive in general, yeah. which are like, yeah, it's hard to support someone who's going to go to Morocco to find love, but like at least be nice. It was her, her aunt or her mom. One of them said like, don't you think guys over there have more than one wife? Oh yeah, Someone that's why that. I said she sucks. Cause she's being a little bit, a little bit xenophobic vibes. Yeah. Cause like, obviously not every guy in Morocco has multiple wives. I'm no. like, do any guys in Morocco even have multiple wives? No. Maybe, but absolutely a minority if they do. You're more likely to find that in Utah. Oh yeah, honey, you're finding that in Utah. Um, so, I will say, why do you have to go to Morocco to find love? I agree with that. That you don't, she shouldn't have to go to Morocco to find love. No. Um, but and they keep saying stuff like they're like, oh, women have to bow down to their men there. So here's the thing, we're we're walking a fine line here between. Yes, sometimes the men in that portion of the world are very disrespectful to women and they don't treat them as equals, but we also can't be like. It's, it's a, it's, how do I say this? You know, I don't want it to sound like they, the way they're saying it is a little bit Islamophobic vibes, mm, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, 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 100%. But I mean, we've, I, you guys have all seen like 90 Day Fiance, um, what's his name with, uh, the one that just ended, you haven't seen it, but no. she's the, she's like the 40 year old with like the haircut that makes her look sort of like Willy Wonka, um, the Johnny Depp version. But anyway, she has this Egyptian husband, and he's, like, so, like, bad to her. He's bad to her, and so is his brother with his wife that he imported. Well, here's the thing is, I just feel like all these people are putting either, like, positive expectations or negative expectations 
on people depending on where they're from. Yeah. And it's just like, first off, do your research of like the actual like cultural norms. But second off, like, mm. there are terrible people in every country. There are brilliant people in every country. It's just like crazy. Yeah. To be putting these. Oh, to be like, oh, everyone in Morocco is so respectful, or everyone in Morocco treats their wives better. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Everyone in fucking you're in what Mississippi like. There are some guys who are really respectful. Some guys are really terrible. Like, what are you talking about? Especially, like, because they're going to, like, pretty big cities in these countries, yeah. too. So it's, like, these are just kind of international cities. Yeah. Um, it's... But, yeah, I don't, it's interesting. We're going to see how they play that out. Uh, then we get a little bit of Harold packing. He's saying he wants to bring the rock collection. Like I said, they're bringing up this rock collection a million <laughs> times. Uh, and then we get a little bit of a taste of the people to, to come. Um, and then the episode ends. Yeah. What are our games? Okay. Unmatched Matchmaker. Okay, that's like the best one. Yes, the best matchmaker. Who do you think so far? I think... I actually... Okay, I know that... I've seen future episodes, but... (laughs) Juan so far in Colombia, like the fact that he was like, you need to know yourself before you know what you want from someone else. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was very wise. He's right. Yeah. yeah, he's spot on. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with Juan for this one as well. He's our favorite matchmaker so far, and I think he's gonna work with other people too because I I really have only seen the first two episodes. Oh no, I've seen episode three, but um, there's other people coming to Columbia. I think he works with them too. Yeah. Um. So he's gonna be sort of one to watch vibes. I can. And let's see, our next one we still don't have a name for it, but um. Basically, the idea is someone that we would set up with one of the, one of the contestants. Is it someone that we know? It could be someone that we know, or a famous person, or, or famous someone person. from another reality show. Oh wait, I like that. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, oh my god! I would set up Jose from uh, <laughs> from Mill Fanner with Susan. Susan, Jose with Susan. Oh my god! Yeah. But we did sort of discover that he doesn't really like older women. Well, he doesn't really like older women, right? Oh, well, his character that his he was putting on. Likes, yeah, yeah, yeah. His character likes older women, and she likes the, the Latin men, so the young Latin men. Yeah. Um, although he's not going to be self-sufficient enough for her. Oh, that's true. He, mm, he's does not make enough. Okay, but Instagram models don't make that much money. That's true. Um, and I will say... This is tough because we've only met like kind of three, right? Yeah. Harold, Susan, and Stanika. I want to set up Stanika with someone. Um, but I want him to be someone nice. Because I'm, you know, I'm a big 90 Day Fiance fan. You're not even going to know the people that I'm... You guys are so mad that Sophie doesn't watch 90 Day Fiance. Sorry. But, because um, this is sort of a 90 Day Fiance vibe. But this but, is <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I would set her up with... Um, Because there have been like Moroccan and Middle Eastern men on 90 Day Fiance, but they haven't been that great. Because they've been oh. wanting to just move to America. What? No, I have an idea. You're, it's, no, my my friend was dating. He was like the Arabic um, teaching assistant at our oh. college. Yeah. So, um, and he's he's from Morocco and he's wonderful. Like the nicest man. Truly, like the sweetest, nicest man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll set her up with him. Yeah, we'll set her up with that guy. I, <laughs> Yeah, but I don't think he'd be, like, alpha enough for her. He's, like, a tiny, he's, like, five, five. Oh, yeah, she likes the tall guys. Yeah. Um, cool. Was that, did we have a last game? Oh, yeah. Um, 
Well, it's a two-parter. What made okay. you say, I do, in this episode? Like, what would you marry about someone? Mm -hmm. And what made you say, no, I do not? Okay. Um, I'm saying... I do to Danica wearing the glittery romper to her birthday. Mm -hmm. um, Cause that's something I would do. And I'm saying I do not to Susan letting her dog drink out of the public water fountain. <gasps> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> How about you? I think we're actually weirdly opposite. Oh, kind of. I, not to the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie said, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm throwing up. Um, no, I, I do to Susan's apartment. Mm. It was nice as hell. Yes, it was. In a duplex was. With a spiral staircase in the middle of Manhattan. I'm trying to figure out where they were sitting, like, sitting that outdoor bar. Oh, I, I know exactly where that is. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's by Pier 17, um, right by the Brooklyn Bridge. It's so pretty. Nice. It's like a 15-minute walk from my office. I go there all the time. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. It's really nice. But... Yeah, that bar would recommend that mm -hmm. whole area. It's so pretty. So yeah, I say yes to her apartment, and I say I don't to Stanika's clear boots that she was wearing. <laughs> oh, the blisters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The blisters. Oh, it was just clear. They were clear. Yeah, clear. they were really, truly clear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got anything else? No, I just, last thing, I think I'm excited for this because I feel like the issue with Milf Manor was it was a great concept, but nobody was really on board with it. Yeah. Whereas this is a great concept, and everybody's really everybody's on board. Everybody's on board, yeah. So that's going to be fun. I'm excited. Follow me on Instagram, that OMG kid. I have other shows up there. And. Yeah. Do you want to say Oh, I'm on Instagram at sophie.grace.clark. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Thank you for listening, guys. Thank you. <laughs>